0: I'm grateful. Grateful, grateful, grateful. Come on now. Come on. What's up, everybody? What's up, Luminous Church? Man, so grateful for you. So grateful today that you're in this place, that you're watching online. I'm excited. Joshua chapter 10. If you have your Bibles, turn to Joshua chapter 10. We're going to be in there in just a moment. This is, thanks, Aaron. Give it up for Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. Come on now. Aaron, come on. You could raise it for me a little bit. I'm just kidding, bro. I'm just kidding. Just, you know, you're already nervous. Um, Hey, we we said this, but how many were at the picnic last week? Yeah, come on. Land of Park, the picnic was incredible. Um, Just we had a blast there. It was so fun. And if you missed it. Uh, We want to do those things more regularly as a church just because we think it's fruitful uh, when we do that. So we're going to do that. Um, I'm thankful that Julia went a little longer in worship because I was having snot bubbles uh, this morning. Up here, I was uh, really just, the Lord was just ministering to me and just speaking to me and just really revealing um, more of himself to me. I'm reminded of John chapter 17. John chapter 17 is one of the best chapters when it comes to intimacy with the Father because it exposes uh, Jesus' intimacy and in his prayer to the Father. So you see a father and a son dynamic right there in John chapter 17 as he's praying. And he's asking that the love that God, the Father has put inside of him and the way that he's known that the disciples would also be, made, be known and that love be deposited in them as well. And it's such a prayer for his church, you and me, for his people. You see, I'm sure Jesus had in his mind when he was praying for his disciples, he had particular people. But what's amazing about God is he also had you and me in mind. And that his desire is for us to know that deep love and intimacy and relationship with him. It is what he wants with his church. He wants us to have that. Because when you're overwhelmed with his love, you get a little love crazy, right? How many of you have been loved before? You've been infatuated. You have tunnel vision. The only thing you can see is the person that you love, and you'll do anything for them. There's all these endorphins released. There's um, dopamine released. There's all this stuff happens when you're in love, and we call it the butterflies, right? We all have the butterflies. Do you remember the butterflies? Anybody? Right, right. Maybe you experienced this maybe through some other way, but I want to let you know that Jesus really wants us to love him like that. Like he wants he wants us to have this amazing relationship that just overwhelms us that we think about him and we obsess over him. Obsess over him. Question for you this morning, what have you been obsessing over this summer? This summer, what have you been most focused on? What has caught your attention? Is it the job? Is it vacation is it the the pay raise is it maybe seeing some friends you haven't been able to see maybe it's all these really really good things and i think god can be in all those things because he is omnipresent and he can show up in those moments but i want to ask you is he in those moments do you see him Are you experiencing this love, this intimacy that God has for you? And if not, I'm believing that you will today, if you haven't already, and you experience his great love. We're finishing and concluding a series on miracles. Miracles. I want to sing that song, but I can't. I need Jasmine here. I need all the little miracles. so great. We're uh, we're doing a, a, a series about miracles, and I am stoked to finish today talking about miracles in our lives. As I've been talking about is that we aren't deists. There's so many deists out there that believe that maybe God set it up all in motion. God was the big bang for us, and he spoke it, and it existed. Perhaps... You know, um, that's what some people believe, but you and I and this church does not believe that. We don't believe that he is a distant God separated from the affairs of man on earth. We believe that he came and he he encounters you and me and our relationship. He encounters us and he wants to interact with you. Isn't that good news? Amen. It's great news. That God wants to intervene. And we see this throughout the Bible that God is constantly intervening. You can't be a a deist and be a Christian. It's impossible. Because Christ came to earth and he intervened. And he showed up on our behalf. We see in the Old Testament miracle stories all the time. Right? We see Jonah in the well. We We see dead men raised. We see sees parted. We see so many stories. One that caught my eye this week is Joshua chapter 10 and verse 7. Essentially Joshua and the Israelites are walking into the promise that God has set out for them. And just to let you know that God has promises for you as well. He has a promise of abundant life for you. He has a promise of a promised land for you, that you are in the kingdom of God. It is a beautiful promise and a beautiful place to live. I love living in God's kingdom. And you have Joshua who is in God's declaration of his physical kingdom on earth, the promised land and what they're setting up. But everybody doesn't like it. How many of you in your promised land, in the, in the kingdom that you're living in, how many of you know some people don't like that you're in that kingdom? How many of you know that the enemy is really angry that you're inside this kingdom? So he's at you, man. It, it, it says in Ephesians chapter 6 that he's shooting fiery darts against you. He's constantly shooting daggers at you because he's trying to take you down from walking In the joy and the freedom that you experience in the kingdom. So he'll come at you in multiple ways of distraction, self pity. He'll move in such a way to get you down and defeated because when you walk courageously, then you're effective. When you walk in that way, then the world is about to change, your life's about to change. Your finances are about change. Your friendships, your family, your career, what you um, have set out to do. The Lord is blessing your steps as you walk. You are influential. Everybody wants to be an influencer. But can we be influential when it comes to the kingdom? Can we influence the things that matter the most? and Not the things that are fleeting in a blink of an eye. Here Joshua is, and and five kings are against Joshua. Five kings, five kingdoms, uh, outnumbered, coming against Joshua. And I love God and his ability to sustain a people in verse 7. So Joshua marched up from Gilgal with his entire army, including all the best fighting men or men of valor. The Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid of them. I have given them into your hand. Not one of them will be able to withstand you. How many of you love that promise? How many of you, when God speaks to you and he says, hey, don't worry about it, I got you. How many of you get a little little courageous, you stand a little taller, you walk a little taller. I want to tell you, this is true for those who are in Christ as well. Do not fear, I got you. Tell your neighbor, he's got you. Tell your other neighbor, he's really got you. Okay. He's really got you. He's there. Don't worry, the enemy will not have the last word. In verse 12, on the day the Lord gave the Amorites over to Israel, Joshua said to the Lord in the presence of Israel, son, stand still over Gibeon, and you moon over the valley of ajalon so the sun stood still and the moon stopped till the nation avenged itself on its enemies as it is written in the book of Joshua. The sun stopped in the middle of the sky and delayed going down about a full day. There has never been a day like it before or since. A day when the Lord listened to a human being. Surely the Lord was fighting for Israel. Then Joshua returned with all Israel to the camp at Gilgal. This is incredible. I love this miraculous story. Not only does God have you, not only are you outnumbered, but I'm going to cause the sun to stand still for an entire day so you can complete the mission that I've set out for you to complete. I'm going to stop the sun so you can finish what I promised. I'm going to do a miracle so that it's not left undone. He stops the sun. It's never been done before. It'll never be done again. So don't go out there today and try to stop the sun. We just read that. He's not, If a man tries that again, it's not going to happen. So don't put your faith in a in a sign of stopping the sun. Be encouraged that the sun was stopped once. And a promise was fulfilled. And if that happens, that means that promises that God makes to you will be fulfilled. Amen. When you see it done in scripture, that means that God can do the miraculous for your life and intervene to show up so that promises happen in your life. The promises of God. You're loved, you're cherished. You are his. You're written in the Lamb's book of life. That you have the inheritance. That you will be in eternity with the Father. That you're walking in the kingdom now. That you are not fully yet, but you're on your way. And it keeps getting better. Amen. This is what God has set out for us. This is what he wants for his church in this moment. The sun stopped. This is an incredible miracle. It says, do not be afraid in verse 8. Do not be afraid. That right there, when you see the scripture show up and says, do not be afraid in that moment. What does that invoke in you? Hope. Hope. Hope that, that I can get past this. Hope that I can get past this circumstance. Hope that I can move forward. Hope comes and settles in your soul, that hope rises up inside of you as you just embrace God's promise with courage and walk out whatever trial is in front of you. I mean, you know, war is not easy. It's not easy going to battle. It wasn't easy for Joshua to get the men of valor and they've been training for years right for this war they've been training their mind they've been training their body muscle memory is happening they're trying all these techniques to be able to prevail in situations like this so you feel like man i'm equipped i've been training i have the right equipment i have the right sword i have the right shield i have the right tools in the tool belt that i need to walk out this war but I need God to win it. I need God to win it. I want to encourage you. You too have been equipped. God has been equipping you. He's been equipping you exactly what you need. He's been equipping you with knowing that your salvation is secured in Him. He's been equipping you by saying you're righteous. And when you feel unrighteous, I want to tell you that you're righteous. Your righteousness has been paid for. You're in right standing with God. You're not in out of whack. You're in right standing. I want you to embrace that. I want you to know that there is truth all around you. And I want you to start building your life with truth. I want you to start getting truth around you. I want it to surround you. I want it to hold you up. I want truth to go all around you so when the enemy comes to bring doubt, I know that truth will prevail. I- I've equipped you with amazing shoes. You know, some sneakers for preachers, some, some kicks. I've-, I've-, I've equipped you to walk this out. Don't be worried about how to walk. Just trust me. Learn from me. I'm going to show you how to walk. I'm going to show you how to teach the gospel, how to go where I've called you and on mission and on purpose. I've given you a sword. There's a sword of the spirit. I want you to start memorizing this sword. I want you to start putting these verses in your mind. I want you to start reading them. If you don't have a quiet time, you're not training. If you aren't spending time with him every day, you're not getting trained. Oh, he's going to win. He's going to be victorious. The battle is his. It's going to happen. It's going to happen for your life. The miracles are going to happen. Things are going to happen. But are you being trained? Are you getting equipped? Are you being discipled? Are you discipling? Are you in a group? Are you a part of a community? Are you learning how to read and understand this sword that God has given you? I've given you a shield, Luminous. A shield. See, sometimes we're ill-equipped. Sometimes our sword gets dropped. Right? Sometimes, man, I can't recall a verse. Sometimes I can't recall that situation. Sometimes things happen. But I've given you a shield. Everybody say faith. Oh, come on. That was weak. sure they said it louder at their home. Everybody say faith. Come on now. Faith. I'm giving you faith. Faith. I'm giving you faith. Faith. I mean, I, when I don't know what else to do. I just put that shield of faith up. I'm just going, God, I trust you. I love you. I believe you. I believe you're protecting. I believe when these swords are thrown against me. When fear, doubt, and unbelief come, I'm hiding. I'm sheltering. I'm moving in a place and I'm pushing forward with faith. I'm pushing forward with the shield. I'm believing that these arrows are being quenched, that these lies spoke against you are not true. It is what, how we operate as believers. This is what God's called us to do. This is what we read about in Joshua in this moment. You see, when God says that I will go with you, I will go before you, I'm going to win this battle, it produces hope inside of us. And we start walking, and we start warring, and we start fighting, and we believe that miracles are going to happen when we are out. When you're out, you need a miracle. Sometimes you just need a miracle in your life. Sometimes you need the sun to stand still. Sometimes you just need God to intervene. There is no way it's going to happen without God. That's when you're like, God, I'm going, trusting and believing. And what I love about this story, what I love about this moment in Joshua, it says that God brought hailstones down on the enemy, and he started knocking the enemy off. You see, God, and we've heard this before, is fighting battles that we will never have to fight. Battles that are coming towards us, God is already knocking them off. He's knocking them off, and there's hailstones happening, and the enemy is, uh, is just falling down. It says more people died by hailstones than they did the swords. Meaning God did more work than man. I want to just give you. A little tidbit. God is doing more work than you. God is fighting for your life more than you're fighting for your life. God cares more about you than you'll ever care about yourself. God loves you so much that he's willing to go out of his way to beat the enemy and fight the enemy. How many of us should just be praising God for the battles that we never had to face. Like, that's, that's enough to praise him. God, I praise you. I mean, it's good to give him praise when we see the battle, right? That one's easy. But when we come to the gathering, when we come to the church and the people of God come together, Lord, I don't know what you did today. I don't know what you did this week. But I'm sure you did a lot. And I'm standing here today praising you. Praising you. Thank you, Jesus. Do not be afraid, do not shrink back. Hebrews 10, 38 and 39 says this, but my righteous one shall live by faith. Everybody say faith. Woo, a little bit better. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who have faith, everybody say faith. And preserve their souls. This one's hard. It's hard right now. I think mental health is at its highest level in our nation. COVID has beat us down psychologically. Our souls have been wounded. The world is now open, but we don't know how to interact with it quite rightly. I was in the store the other day, shopping, and I ran into an old friend. He's like, man, I learned a lot through this season. And I said, oh yeah, what, what did you what is it that you learned? I love that. You know, it's so vague. So I just wanted to, what what did you learn? Because I learned I can't I can't look out for anybody else. I just gotta look out for me and my family. Sounds good, right? Sounds great. But it's wrong. It's not how the people of God live. See, we're called to the world. When I say I'm just looking out for me and my family, what you're saying is I'm shrinking back because my soul has been so defeated. So many arrows have hit and I've dropped my shield and I've been wounded. I'm wounded. It hit me in such a way that left me spinning into a depression. It hit me in such a way that I'm, I'm angry for no reason all the time hit me in such a way I just, I don't know what I believe anymore. Do you realize you dropped your shield? When you have come to a mindset of, I'm? it's just, I can't trust anybody. Can only look out for me and my family. It's a hopeless place to be. The problem is, is we put trust in a lot of other things. We put trust in news media telling us what political affiliation we should have. We put trust in possessions, thinking Bitcoin was going to 100,000. and Now we lost all our stimulus check. Can I get an amen? We, we put our trust in the wrong things. And so we shrink back. It's why without faith it's impossible to please God. Because faith is what produces this courage. When you're holding up your shield, it gives you courage to move forward knowing you are protected. Faith protects you. Faith is a protection from fiery darts. Faith is what combats doubts and unbelief. And death. It is faith. It is a shield of faith. But what do I do because I'm so beat down? I think oftentimes what we should do is repent. Repent. We we're called to walk in faith and lift this faith and walk with it, walk behind it, and let it propel us forward with courage. If you shrink back, just repent. Literally saying, God, I'm sorry. I've sinned. I dropped my guard. I quit trusting you. He's amazing. He loves you. He wants to come and he wants to show up on your behalf. He wants to do the miraculous on your behalf. Miracles. Miracles are happening when we're walking in faith. The sun doesn't stay there if they don't go, if they shrink in the coward. The sun sets. But as they walk, the miracles are prevalent for the promise that God has. I believe this for you. I believe this for us. Miracles are when the impossible become possible. Impossible situations. Impossible circumstances. A possible God. My dad had <clears throat> some bone spurs on his knees. He told me this story a couple weeks ago. And he had these bone spurs. And every time he got on his knees, it would send shooting pain through his body. And so he couldn't get on his knees. They, they were constantly in pain, const, constantly sharpness for years, right? Years. Years. He goes to a moment where the gathering is there. The, the people of God, the church, the ecclesia, the way. The way to live, right, in Christ. He, he goes to the, the church and he goes up to some people and says, man, I have this pain in my knees. I need some prayer. So they lay hands in faith. Believe God that he's going to be healed. Now, everybody they laid hands on that day, I'm sure didn't get healed. But God did a miracle when he intervenes in the natural And he does something supernatural and he's completely healed praise god for that right hasn't had pain in his knees since god will do a miracle in the old testament he does a miracle in new testament and he does miracles today he intervenes on our behalf i was talking to abigail and miguel the other day and they brought their father to luminous he's not from here he's telling me a story about getting covid He got COVID and it was really bad. And I know that we've lost people through COVID and not everybody's been saved. There's been some people who have lost their lives. He was sitting there and he was intubated and and they put him out. They're calling Miguel and calling his family and saying, hey, come down here. He's not going to make it. They're going to have to pull him off life support. It's been several weeks he's been intubated. So they're having a hard decision and they pull the plug. They, they're they there. And Miguel's dad tells this story. I was, had this outer body experience, I had this vision. And essentially I saw a light and at the end of the light was the father. And he's like, I'm ready to come home. See when you see Jesus, you're just like ready. Like I'm ready, I'm ready. But the father says, Hey, your time's not done yet. Still has a son in elementary. He says Your time's not done yet. I want you to go take care of him. Next thing he knows, he sees himself taking out all these tubes. He wakes up from being intubated and completely better and was well and here last month. Is that incredible? Like God is a miraculous God. He's not doing that all the time. God's not always, always moving in every situation. Like we're moving from glory to glory. There are moments that he does. And he gets glory and he gets praise for the miraculous. The doctor goes up to me, goes, dad, and goes, man, you're my miracle patient. Started calling him the miracle patient. Because it was a miracle that he lived. Everybody wrote him off. God will do miracles. He'll heal needs or he'll raise somebody who's on life support. And and miracles will happen in our life. And healing will take place. It it doesn't always happen like we want. It doesn't always happen that way. But we're just going to trust God and we're going to lean into him. We're going to walk in faith. We're going to walk in courage. And we're going to keep pointing people to the father. Say, I I don't know how this is going to turn out. I have not written your story, but he has. And your story that is lived is a great life, one that gives him honor and glory. So what I want to do is I want, I want to have some prayer for healing this morning. Some healing prayer. I'd love to invite Cecile and Taylor just up by this light tree right here and I want us to close our eyes and I just want us to pray. Maybe there's some healing that needs to happen in your life this morning, on a Sunday morning. Maybe there's a miracle that needs to happen on behalf of your life. Maybe there's a dart that's stuck really hard and there's something that you can't get over. Maybe it's a moment where you feel like, man, I need a miracle to get past what's happened this last year. I need God to intervene, and I need a miracle to get me past what's going on in my life. Some of you, it's an ailment in your body. I need a miracle for some healing and belief. May, you're on medicine. You've seen the doctor. You're getting treated, but, but maybe you just want to believe in a miracle this morning. Maybe God would want to do something on your behalf. Maybe. Why don't we give him a few moments to do that? So if that's you, I just want you to get up, and I want you to go one of these ladies while I'm praying. And if more people come up, I'm going to invite our, our other elder, Voltaire, to come down. Get prayed for. Get healed. Let's do that. Julia, come up sing a song. Father, we're just so grateful. Holy Spirit, we're so thankful. Thankful for your miracles. Miracles. I was reflecting on miracles, Lord, today, just as we were worshiping a miracle. Miracle of life change happening in people who have been in our church for seven years, celebrating miracles. Miracles for all you've done. God, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would come and power today. God, if there is a wound that somebody can't get past, And they're sitting there and they feel like, man, I'm shrinking back right now. I'm shrinking back. I need to go get prayer, but I'm shrinking back. Be strong and courageous. Lord, give faith. Give courage. Give strength. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Stand with us as we just sing this worship song. That's you. Come down. Come get prayer. I have Voltaire over here willing to pray. I'm down here if anybody wants prayer.
1: i faith, we trust you, Lord, we trust you.